0: Today on Let's Talk Limbic Sparks, I'm with Maxine Cunningham, CEO and creator of Pick My Brain, an online global marketplace with thousands of diverse professionals from all around the world who offer knowledge as a service. I'm Kevin Perlmutter, chief strategist and founder of Limbic Brand Evolution, a brand strategy and neuromarketing consultancy that taps into emotional insight to strengthen connections between brands and people. The limbic system part of our brain supports emotion, motivation, behavior, and memory. And I'm curious how my guests are creating what I call Limbic Sparks, which happen when emotional motivation meets brand desire. I love talking with brand leaders who are turning emotional insight into a competitive advantage to drive business growth for the brands that they serve. Maxine, thank you so much for joining me today and let's talk Limbic Sparks.
1: The pleasure is all mine.
0: Maxine, I am so psyched that we are doing this. How are you today?
1: Uh, I am doing fantastic. Anytime I get to engage in a meaningful conversation that is facilitated and curated is a good day.
0: (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what this is. So (laughs) I'm hopeful for all of those things. I want to just start with this idea. You are among the most energetic and enthusiastic people I know. It's incredible. (laughs) I, I, that radiates from you every time we talk. So I want to know what motivates and fuels your energy.
1: Um, I, I, do get that comment and I have decided that it is entirely because of what I do. And what I do is have conversations as a living and conversations are energy, um, completely for me. And so, because I get to tap into meaningful energy regularly and consistently throughout my day job, I feel like I have this just high energy. You know, because my tank is full all the time with diversity and perspective and thought um, and dreams, and I think those things allow me to sit in this high vibration. That people are like, "Why are you so? You're just so excited and like alive," <laughs> and I've decided that's why.
0: That that is so cool. I Mm -hmm. I love hearing that. And your business, it's all about forging relationships. And before we get into the business and all of that, I just want to know, what are the values that you look for in people who you're closest with, who you have close relationships with?
1: Mm. Uh, Freedom, flexibility, uh, knowledge, a hunger for knowledge, curiosity is a big one. I should say curiosity. Um, Resilience. Um, I'm really attracted to people who have resilience and scars and um, went the extra mile and have pushed themselves beyond the barrier. Um, I immediately am just so drawn to those people. And then I also live in a world that's very free and flexible. And so those that can fluidly move through the world um, move well with me. And then curiosity is just my favorite. It's just the more curious you are, the more possibilities that exist between us.
0: (laughs) That is fantastic. I'm starting to see why we get along. So (laughs) one thing that I absolutely um, believe to be true is that uh, the mere mention of a brand creates Mm -hmm. meaning and shared association. So I'd love for people to know a little bit more about you, but can you describe yourself by naming a few brands that paint a picture of what you're all about and why you chose them.
1: Yes, this is a tricky one. Um, but one of your previous podcasts Slavian gave me, I didn't think of a city as a brand. And I most recently discovered the city of Austin um, and have become enamored with it. And the brand of Austin, I think I have fallen so in love with it because the brand matches me. This The, the brand that this city has and the culture that it, it, it maintains um, is one of innovation, uh, ceremony, um, openness, accessibility, support, um, and y'all, you're all are welcome. Y'all are welcome. I am like all about that. I'm like, everyone can come to the party. <laughs> you know, there is a party for everyone. And I really, the the combination of those um, characteristics of this city in in, in in combination with it being such a polar, you know, the rest of Texas is so conservative. And yet Austin is so liberal and it sits, it's this little blue city that sits in a sea of red. And it's got a bunch of the original companies like Whole Foods started here. You know, companies back in the day that have set precedent and set new standards started in the city. And, and now I understand why. And I feel like it's on the cutting edge of community. They really value community and they show up in a way for community like I've never seen. Mm. And they they prioritize the time of sitting and spending time with, with one another in different spaces And yeah, those elements have just become such a wonderful uh, brand culture to drop into and to incubate in. So I'd say Austin has been my newest.
0: (laughs) That's great. Uh, And I know you've been spending a lot of time there. That's great.
1: The next one I was thinking about this Tesla is has so many connotations right now because of the because of Elon being such an eclectic, eccentric, pushed out there individual but I have admired Tesla from day one because of their ecosystem approach. He is not just building a car. Um, He is building an electrification system. He is building a battery. He is building self-driving cars. He is building satellites. He is tying that all together and imagines a world where it will be cheaper to to call a self-driving car and, and ride in it 24 7 than it ever will be to buy a car in the future. And that vision, along with my environmentalist, I'm a very diehard environmentalist, and um, I just know the the speed at which we need to convert our decisions over to sustainable matter is is of utmost importance. And I feel Tesla and Elon are so far ahead of the game because of their ability to think about combining a wide variety of disciplines into one mission, which is sustainable transportation globally. And then I would probably say Apple, and I'm sure a lot of people say that. um, And again, for the same reasons I, when I need inspiration, I go onto YouTube and I watch old videos of Steve jobs um, working with his team. You can watch these like two hour sessions that are very like not edited of him and his team working on a project and, Steve is a visionary and he would, you know, he's so known for creating such a iconic brand and he also was this, I don't know. I just really admire his ability to be such a fierce visionary and so simple and clean as well. And to maintain those things, every time I walk by an Apple store, even I'm like, (gasps) oh, It's beautiful. Like it's just like it's just so nice and I love my Apple products and again they've got that ecosystem approach. I I'll never be outside of Apple now because my computer is synced with my phone is synced with my headphones is synced with you know my life. And um I love those and yeah, just the updates that they really think about even like sharing Wi-Fi with a friend with, via the click of a button when they come near because my phone knows that that's what we need to do now. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Um, so whenever they come up with the updates, I get so I get so inspired by their thoughtfulness of their updates.
0: <laughs> I love asking this question because it always. I mean, I love hearing the synergy between what I know about a person and what they say, and what you've just talked about. You've just talked about community, um, mm-hmm. ecosystem, uh, visionary, and mm-hmm. and an elegant design. And it's just. It's really. It's just. That's cool. I love the way that played out. (laughs) We met, I don't know, what did we meet? Like a year ago, a little over a year ago, something like that. And since then, we've had a few conversations and you've been building and growing Pick My Brain. And I've seen your own evolution and the business's evolution over that short period of time. And Mm -hmm. I know that you're on a mission to facilitate a million conversations between the world's people every year. Mm -hmm. Ambitious. Can you (laughs) start with just describing for people who haven't heard of it what pick my brain is all about.
1: Yeah. Um, ambitious and yet I feel like doable. Um, and I will just chip away at it because it's very, you know, I can engineer it. Um, but yeah, pick my brain really is um at its at its core a platform and a marketplace that allows people from all around the world to opt in to making their knowledge more available and accessible to anyone worldwide. Um, so they are signing up because they want to let the world know that they are open for conversation, that they are open for exchanging time for knowledge and money for knowledge, um, that they have some passion driven offers that they have specifically made for pick my brain. And again, it, it's, it's this, this, this place where you can go and browse and book things that people intentionally want to make available. They want to pass down, um, And yeah, at the core of pick my brain really is the central idea that you can have a conversation, a one-on-one conversation with anyone on the platform. It's called a 30 minute meet me. And it's your opportunity to check in with someone, to meet them, to learn a little bit about them, to learn about their offers and their story. And um, at the very basis, if, if, if it doesn't go any further from there, you gained 30 minutes of a perspective of a human being. Um, typically, you know, when doors open, you, you open that, that portal of other opportunities to happen for us. We started with a conversation. Look at us. We've had like five and now we're doing a podcast Mm -hmm. and I know I'm going to work with you. I know I'm going to work with you. And, and it all started with a conversation and that's really my, that's the drive of why my strongest KPI out of anything is the number of conversations, because that openness, that accessibility, makes every door possible. I think conversations. Everything. Everything starts with a conversation. That is Since
0: amazing. I've, that is hey, so amazing. And you started this. How long ago? Like, did, oh, where, when did you like kick this journey
1: off? Yeah, it's such a hard question to answer. I never know how to answer it. It's like I, I got the idea like five years ago now. now like the five first years year. ago. The first the first glimpse of like so that's what i want to
0: know about that five years ago that glimmer <laughs> yeah. of an idea
1: glimmer, and yeah.
0: and what was what was that what was that inspiration what what brought you there
1: it was a combination of so many things colliding like it typically is when you get an idea it was a buildup of all these realizations over the course of my life um and this question um that like it just came to me. What if I could have a conversation with anyone in the world? What would that open up to me? What would that open up to others? What would that result in, in society? And that question was just like, so like gravitating towards me. Cause it felt like so possible and so diverse. And like my curiosity could be extended every single way. Um, and it was also a combination of my mom retiring at this time after a very successful career as an entrepreneur and not knowing how to make her knowledge available to others. She mm-hmm. didn't know how to meaningfully pass her knowledge back down. And I remember learning about that and being like, what? Like, what do you mean? And I had to think about it. And I was like, of course, yeah, it isn't easy. She would need a website. A Mm -hmm. calendar integration, um, an ability to let people know, an ability to, to manage that. And I remember Googling how many people retire every year in the US alone, and that number was astronomical. And I was like, I wonder if my mom, a very smart and capable entrepreneur, is struggling with this idea of passing down her knowledge. I wonder if all these other people who are retiring are in. That's horror. That's like I, I'm like now stressed about that problem. It was like carbon emissions going into <laughs> the atmosphere. I'm like we have to capture this. <laughs> we have to capture this and feed it back in. <laughs> oh it's my goodness! And, yeah. <laughs> and
0: how has the idea evolved from the original? What's the, been the progression of the idea from that instinctive vision yeah. to maybe where it's where it's out right now?
1: Yeah. It's been such an evolution Well, building an ecosystem. You can't just start building an ecosystem. You start to build like one component of it. And the first component was, can I build a tool that allows anybody in the world to package and offer their knowledge very easily? And I knew platforms like couch surfing, I was a big couch surfer. I knew that existed, which allowed me to stay on strangers' couches from all around the world. You know there was this two way marketplace that allowed someone to create a listing and make me feel safe and that they were verified right i was going to go into someone's home this is like like early internet days um and and i knew platforms like kickstarter had just come out and i was like wow kickstarter allows anyone in the world to fund a project so i knew i could build a profile a platform that allowed anyone to package their knowledge and make it available. And so it started by me sketching out what does a profile look like that lets me let the world know that I'm here to share my knowledge. Um, So I started sketching that and I started building it and I onboarded myself into it. And I use that tool to validate this hypothesis that people will value conversations. People might pay people for conversations. Um, I have so many offers that exist in me that if I could package in price and make available, potentially someone might be interested in them. Um, and so it started as just a tool, a tool that would allow me and my mom and anyone else that wanted to pass their knowledge back down to do it easily, where the bookings, the scheduling, the payments, the review system would be taken care of. Um, and we used that tool um, for quite some time and just played with it and got to know it and slowly taught people how to use it, how to, how to unlock offers and how to allow people to come into those offers. And the the first offer I sold was a coffee and conversation with a Vancouver startup founder. And it was really my test to validate, like, will people pay for this? (laughs) And, you know, when 60 people from around the world booked and paid me for a coffee and conversation, And it wasn't the $3,000 that I made. It wasn't the monetization confirmation. It was the people that were able to find me as a result of that offer existing in that formal sense and the value of those relationships that changed my life forever. Um, You know, the first person that booked me ended up becoming my first employee. The second person that booked me ended up becoming our first investor and wrote our first $50,000 check. The third person that booked me, I fell in love with. Um, cause conversations, meaningful conversations come with a lot of chemistry and I, and then I had these 57 other individuals who were able to enter my life and we had a moment in time together. And this is when I was like, okay, I need to do this for more people. I need to think about this tool on a, on a larger scale. What if everyone in the world could offer a coffee and conversation? Um, and then that started to evolve into a marketplace okay, well, if everyone, you know, now I got to go this Airbnb route, I got to be able to shop the world's people. I got to be able to browse all the people I can have a conversation with. So then the tool turned into a marketplace, the marketplace got more relational. So I could get as granular as, and I'm. we're almost there, but can I have a conversation with someone from Ukraine right now about life, <laughs> you know, versus could I have a conversation about someone who understands about neurosciences and willing to share with me for 30 minutes about what they, their creme to the creme of, of what they've learned about neuroscience. Can I dive in? So, so getting that searchability to actually demand a conversation came wow. as the next piece and it, it's continuously still evolving really quickly. Now we're starting to build these marketplaces for people who also want to onboard their communities. Into this vision. Um, And I could talk about the evolution forever, but you know, it's, it's really, it was really just an idea to a tool, to validation, to hundreds of people using that tool, to organizing those people, to making that searchable. Um, And it's just kind of circling.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is so incredible. As you've gone through this journey, what has been maybe your biggest surprising challenge that you've encountered?
1: they say, I didn't know how, um, when you start a marketplace as a startup, uh, it's really like having triplets as your first child, not one, you're gonna have three babies because you have to manage supply and demand and you're building a new category at the same time. And that is something that is going to take a lot of time and managing and coordination and thoughtfulness. And, um, it is, yeah, it really is. It's like, if I was you know, if you had a baby, but you, you thought you're going to have one, but you had three and you have to learn now how to coordinate all three as opposed to one. So the challenge of managing, a glo- and we were global from day one, you know, mm-hmm. we were worldwide from day one. That's a whole other thing. And it's, it's an intimate thing. So understanding culture and understanding the opportunity for people to, you know, involve themselves in the marketplace. That was another challenge. Um, I think leading, leading the push towards this new economy that I believe we're moving into the creator economy, the knowledge economy, this idea that conversations are so valuable, even though we can't touch and feel them, right? Society is still very comfortable with the idea of buying something physical. We're moving over into this idea of, yeah, I'll pay for a conversation. Oh my goodness. A conversation can, can change the trajectory of my life and can give me energy for a month and can change my perspective forever. What is that worth? Like I'm trying to value something for the first time that doesn't have a value on the, the traditional marketplace. Yeah.
0: What have been one or two of your biggest like successes?
1: Oh, uh, I, I mean, every conversation we facilitate is a success because again, it's that portal opening. It's two minds coming together for a moment in time together. And the result I've seen of what that inspires, whether it's knowledge transfer, perspective, understanding, empathy, or going into business together, writing books together, doing podcasts together, traveling, Um, the portal of opportunities that come every time we have a conversation are so large that that's like the largest success. And we're learning again, how to how to coordinate more and more of these um, every year. And my goal is a million. We've just hit 10,000 and I'm starting to understand um, how to to facilitate more and more. Um, Another big win has been this recent realization of other communities who have been in existence and who believe in the power of connection, wanting to bring in pick my brain into their community um, because their community wants to onboard their members so that their members can talk to their members and their members can do business with one another. Yeah. That's revolutionary for me. And that's another step in this ability to scale. Is yeah. that
0: about mirror, like mirroring the platform and functionality within a closed circuit organization?
1: It is. And it's a little bit, it's not white labeling because our vision is to build the Amazon size knowledge marketplace. Um, And, and it's like, you know, on Amazon, you have products, you have appliances, you have all these categories. On Pick My Brain, our categories are becoming communities. It's like, I can now go and look at, and I can, I'll can i be able to click and see the Olympians. The Olympians onboarded into Pick My Brain. Did you know you could book an Olympian now for things like conversation or mentorship or VIP days? Um, you know, another community that's onboarding is, is climate change leaders, um, because they want to make their knowledge available to those who want to transition into this field. So, you'll did you know, world? The climate leaders have come on to pick my brain. You can now have a conversation about climate, and we encourage you to do so, because this is such a topic globally that we need to tap into. So, our our categories it's it's a it's a it's a collaboration. It's not they're going to use our software on their own we are going to onboard them into the the global knowledge marketplace. And that's been a really cool insight.
0: Yeah. So throughout all of this, what have you learned about human connection?
1: Oh, wow. like that. It is the, that is the source that it is. It is actually like the simplest version of, I think why we're all here is to connect and to, find out through connection, how we can transfer value, how we can support, how we can help, how we can be of service. It's like a full pause. And yeah, I just think it's such a great reminder um, of that is, that is, you know, when you drill it back down, why are we here? What is the point? Yeah. Um, To me, it always comes back
0: fundamental to life. I mean like this and just, creating this, this place where you might be able to have a chat with anyone. That's just so cool. I love it. So these conversations that people are having, do you think of them more as coaching or mentorship or is there something else or is it a bunch of things?
1: Yeah. Tricky one. Um, I would say it's a conversation to start. It is, it is like, let's exchange knowledge, let's, let's come here without the expectation. Let's come here with the expectation to, for me, like, right. If we were traveling on a path and we crossed, let's make sure we exchange some value together. And I would love to learn your perspective for 30 minutes. I would love to take the time to engage with you for 30 minutes to play this little sport that happens to be conversation. Mm. Um, what comes from it after. I think, I think we all are coaches to one another. I think we are all mentors to one another. I think we are all consultants to one another. I don't think there is this power position. Sometimes someone will take the wheel and lead it because they have the more experience, but the student, you know, becomes the mentee and, and reverse mentoring happens all the time through helping someone you get to help yourself as well. Definitely. you know, you learn so much. So whether Definitely. the payment is coming one way or the guidance is coming one way, it will evolve. And so I, 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 we have all these connotations with what it means with mentorship and coaching and co- and consulting. And I'm just, I'm trying to keep it. I think I'm trying to keep it neutral. It is, it's a conversation, conversation. that will evolve into an offer, like so, something that you can engage in after, but at the very root, it's like, let's talk.
0: That's so amazing. And what have you seen as specific outcomes of conversations that have happened on the platform?
1: Yeah, so many. Um, The one that we can capture is the monetary one through the platform. So we have done like a million dollars worth of sales on Pick My Brain in terms of um, follow on um, opportunities that people find like can I hire you to help me with this unique thing? Um, I would like to do this unique service with you. That's listed on your profile. So there is a component of business and, um, yeah, economic opportunity that unlocks some conversation for sure. Like one of our taglines is share knowledge, get paid, get reward, you know, find a way to, to add value. Um, but that's, that's like, I would say that's, that is one that we will forever track, but What I've realized is that there's all these other ones that will never be able to track that all these co-benefits. And like I was mentioning before, um, people will do podcasts together. People will write books together. People will travel physically to see each other or when they're in a city and they've had a conversation with the brain, they will call them up and meet in person because a conversation is so intimate um, you know, things like that. People have people in their home to stay over. They will oh. join programs together. There's just all these other co-benefits that end up happening, um, that I, we only hear through from story. Cause I can't use data to track, but they're so much fun to see. Was, uh, my favorite thing is being posted on a LinkedIn or a Facebook or an Instagram post when my, when two brains have met up in the world in person, they've made the time because they had such a connection. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> you know right <laughs> or when i hear they started something new like you know so many groups have been started because of a conversation and yeah those are those are really fun stories i think those will evolve and we'll we'll find a way to capture more of them so we can share them um cuz it really is um yeah quite ra- quite a range of co-benefits that occur
0: it's all about emotional connection What are you what are you most optimistic about looking ahead
1: uh i feel it's so I may be contrary. People think we're in an economic downturn. I think we are in a creative, like abundantly creative incubation stage. And I think people are going back to the drawing board in really powerful ways to work on their personal brand, to reevaluate their values, to consciously and intentionally think about the outcome and the services and the offers that they want to put out there. Um, I am so optimistic about what is coming out as a result of that. Um, on pick my brain's marketplace, I always say, you'll never find the offers that you do on pick my brain's marketplace anywhere else on the web. They're so unique. Where else do you go to have a conversation with a Holocaust survivor or, um, you know, to book, uh, like three days with a startup founder to walk through the rainforest and talk about your value proposition. You know, it's an offer on pick my brain. Um, (laughs) you know, I I don't know. Um, And so I'm so optimistic about people's ability to be creative and them finding that out right now. And Pick My Brain just allows them to start sketching it and and making it real, taking it out of my head and putting it on the internet and uploading it. So the world can be like, do you want this?
0: There are so many things that brands can learn from this. And I'm curious, why do you think some brands are still neglecting this power of emotion and emotional insights in their approach to growing their business?
1: That's such a good question. I think it's because it's like feelings are scary. Um, relationships and intimacy can be, can be a lot, right? We haven't think of traditional business emotions and intimacy within the business borders. It's a new thing, Um, You know, I would say our parents' generation did not have the even vocabulary that we have today when it comes to diving in with someone or providing support for someone or relief or um, yeah, a container. I, you know, I, I feel like this is a new field and uh, building community in a, in a world that is now borderless. We have zoom, we have a these platforms allow us to gather regularly that is a new art and we're all figuring out what does that mean to build a community to hold space for a community what does it involve um and it's a big job it is it is something you have to be very intentional about and have a lot of energy it's not a supply chain that is like very structurally engineered that's cold it is People. It is different people from different places coming together. And that is not something that you can um, build a supply chain business model for. So I think the playbook is being written right now as to how to do it. And I think... We'll have to learn. We're just gonna have to share best practices and feel our way through it, which is something we don't typically do. We usually mind and logic our way through it. And I think this next economy is gonna require a little bit more of heart led um, and feeling first and emotional connection. And that's just gonna take a little bit of time to transition to. Um, but the more we talk about it and the more we feel it and the more we confirm that we're feeling it, uh, the easier and faster we'll we'll kind of get there.
0: You know how much I love hearing that. That is amazing. (laughs) What do you believe then are the best ways for brands to create limbic sparks? Those moments when emotional motivation meets brand desire.
1: You know my answer. Uh, Create more one-on-one conversations between your community and your clients and your members and your stakeholders and your audience. Full stop. Um, You know, that's it. Um, and, And count them. Um, so you grow them. Um, we have a thesis that the number of the number of one-on-one connections that happen within a community, a company, a country, the more one-on-one connections, the more opportunities that are unlocked and the more culture, the more safety, the more value that happens in that community, company or country.
0: Very yeah. cool. As a brand leader, what is it you know now that you wish you knew years ago? That others could potentially learn from.
1: Ooh, that conversations are worth your time, and it's not something I didn't know. I think it's this perception of like, no, you can't. I can't give. I can't give people thirty minutes of my time, and I'm like, you're saying no to millions of dollars of opportunity in your future, and and op- like you're just no. Like it's the backwards thinking it's, we got to reverse that. I, 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 I haven't had that, that connotation because I've, I've kind of understood that, but I feel like we have this, you no, know, we got to scale. We got to build courses that I don't have to touch passive income. And I understand that, but 30 minute conversation can pivotally change your life. Clearly that might be worth, you know, the time invested to give your full attention to a certain number of those a year to make sure that you're engaging and staying relevant and staying empathetic and aware. Um so yeah, I would I would say um that that reversal of thought, like this is not a this is not something that you have to do. Uh 30 minutes can, the the value, the outcome from that 30 minute session, just like when you go to yoga for 30 minutes, or you go for a walk for 30 minutes, or you meditate for 30 minutes, we are starting to understand the benefits of taking that space and that time to do that. And although they're long-term and you don't maybe see them right away, like you do when you buy a product, they are there. (laughs) And you only have to check in with your body to know that. Be like, wow, I feel like full. I feel so full. Um, I feel like I mattered today. I feel like I heard someone today and I thought for a a different way today. And and that's beautiful.
0: That is so incredible. Maxine, I (laughs) am so glad we did this today. Thank you so much for joining me today on Let's Talk Limbic Sparks.
1: Thank you so much for the conversation and the good questions, my favorite. <laughs> oh,
0: I love hearing that too. Thank you. For more, go to limbicsparks.com.